Welcome to the Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network with your host, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from the newbies and the beginners to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by AirCare Heating and Cooling, your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose, California and surrounding areas. In this episode, we'll be breaking down the wide receiver position and providing you with our 2020 wide receiver rankings. So sit back and listen up to this great content that will help you dominate your league so you're the one holding the fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Division rivals player. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. But that just makes for better bullshitting. Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas and native... Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. Bryduck, I, I I took your advice, man. I I ended up I, I got a lighter beer again, and I know you're gonna get a little disappointed, but I got my ice chest over here. It's got a six pack in it. I cracked this open. I'm drinking an all day IPA, which is from Founders Brewing Company out of Michigan. So nice i'll tell you what i like the name all day ipa that's a good flowing name exactly exactly and i i guess that's why it's only 4.7 percent but so you could drink it the all day ipa all day ipa drinking it all day while we do these rankings for everyone and i'm just gonna just keep pounding until we get through that's probably a good thing though because the sun still is poking out right now and uh you don't want to be too drunk before nightfall so probably a good idea yeah yeah i don't know if the wife would <laughs> appreciate that just... yeah i'm sure you got a lot on your honey-do list yeah yeah i got a lot got a lot but i mean we went through a lot the last episode with the running backs so we did everyone if you got questions please hit us up don't we're not expecting you to take notes line by line for for what we're saying if you miss something please hit us up we'll answer any questions and, and give you a, a shout out here yeah and we're, we're still gonna you know be pushing out our our ranking sheets on instagram so if you're not already following us please do um good time to uh, drop our our social media handles Absolutely. so instagram at fantasy football bs that's at fantasy football bs on both instagram and youtube and then on twitter you can find us at fantasy fbbs perfect and you know things are things are going well um, and i you know i just want to throw this out there again huge thanks to all the listeners you know each episode we're seeing you know heavy heavy amounts of uh listeners and we're loving you know the growth we're seeing and all the shout outs we're getting and um you know everybody you know pretty much just giving us all the love that you know we, we were hoping for when we started all this so just a huge thanks to all you guys and and you know big shout out to the to, to the fans and listeners absolutely absolutely that's perfect that's perfect and kind of just jumping into our episode here Brian, what what are we going to be discussing here yeah, so this episode is going to be another heavy content, heavy hitter. With uh, We're going to be covering the top 36 wide receivers. We're going to give you guys a quick recap of 2019 just to give you guys a list of where everybody kind of finished off. And then we'll jump into our list um, where we're going to start 
the first 12 picks we're going to go every two and then thereafter we'll start rounding uh threes off at a time three players off at a time for you guys and, and then also we'll be listing a couple honorable mentions and during uh the top 36 we'll we'll be listing a few buyer bewares yeah yeah, we're, we're going to speed this one up just a little bit further than our running backs one. We know that was heavy content and ended up being quite long uh, for, for some of you listeners possibly, but uh, we'll, we'll be able to drop it. So again, uh, we're going to be pushing all that stuff out on the social media so that way you, you can catch it. And as, as always, just want to give a nice shout out to our sound engineer. Ha <laughs> Uh, all right Brian. let's uh let's do that quick recap that you were talking about from 2019 again these are ppr ppr stats for 2019 they're points per reception uh if if you need standard hit us up we'll be able to provide you with those final rankings if, if you want those but going forward obviously these are ppr so why don't you list off our our first one through five of 2019 yeah, top five. Uh, finishing off in the rank number one was Michael Thomas with 366.9 points. Monster. Uh, which is a monster. It's almost 100 points ag- uh, above the next person up, which is the uh, uh, number two person, which is Chris Godwin, finishing with 276.1 points. Uh, finishing in third was DeAndre Hopkins at 269.5 points. Finishing fourth was Julio Jones at 259.3 points. And finishing fifth was Julian Edelman at 250.7 points. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And six through ten, we had uh, six. We have uh, Cooper Cup over at had 247.7 points. Allen Robinson at number seven at 238.6. Keenan Allen at number eight at 238.3. Number nine, you had Kenny Galladay at 237.8 points. And number 10, you had Amari Cooper with 232.7 points. And then rounding out that top 15, uh, finishing in 11th was Mike Evans at 232.7 points. Uh, finishing number 12 was DJ Moore at 230.5 points. Finishing 13th was Devontae Parker at 224.5 points. Finishing 14th was Jarvis Landry at 221.2 points. And then finally, to finish off our top 15 recap from 2019 was John Brown at 219.8 points. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So again, those are the the 2019 PPR final rankings for for everyone. Let's jump right into our, our 2020 draft or excuse me, positional rankings. Again, we're going to go every two. So so Bryson, why don't you hit us up with one and two for us? Yeah, one and two. So uh, for, for us, you know, I think the consensus number one overall wide receiver on many boards is not going to be a shocker. Um, and that's Michael Thomas, uh, Mr. Consistent. Uh, has only missed one game over the last four years. Crazy. Only three drops all of last season with 185 targets coming his way. Pretty pretty insane when he, uh, you know, out of 185 targets, he ended up getting 149 receptions, finished with a monster 1,725 yards last year. 
just a huge season for him. You know, obviously finished uh, the number one rank for 2019. And, you know, we're expecting big things out of him again. I think the addition of Emmanuel Sanders is just going to help him out even more and being able to get open. I think another year with Jared Cook out there, uh, also going to relieve some pressure for him. So Drew Brees stays healthy for the full season. I expect big things out of Michael Thomas. And he and he started off slow, too. So Yeah, yeah. For, it was like one or two weeks, everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, and then all of a sudden he just took off. <laughs> so, so, I mean, if, if you even scrap those two games and add up his stats it's even more impressive yeah and he, what he was able to do once he kind of got you know a little hot there and, it, it was pretty incredible and who's number you know, two and, yeah and, uh number two we have julio jones also another player that has just been super reliable mr consistent every year you can count on julio jones and you know i've i've seen a lot of people who will argue that julio jones is the number one wide receiver just because of that consistency it's something that you know, you really can't dismiss when you're when you're looking at rankings is, you know, someone might have a higher ceiling, but if one player is super consistent and a lot of things haven't changed for that that offense, a lot of people will will lean that way. But with Julio Jones, you know, he had 157 targets last year, finished with 99 receptions, nearly 1400 yards uh, receiving, uh, was averaging 18.5 points per game. Just had a, a, a fantastic year. I had him on my roster. I was, you know, thrilled to have him because um, every week it's just one of those positions and players that you don't even have to look at. You already know that that you're going to get a, a huge production out of them. So expect big things out of Julio at number two uh, for for our rankings. And it, and what a great character to have in the locker room too. I mean, he didn't hold out during his contract. He still showed up, still did everything, and ended up playing. And yeah, just Mr. Consistent right there. I love him. Uh, at, at number three, uh, we have DeAndre Hopkins, which might surprise a lot of people. I, I know a lot of other people's rankings have him kind of lower, and they have around, I think, the, the seven, eight, maybe nine range. I, I think it's stupid. I, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go into Arizona with, with Larry Fitzgerald excuse me, and Christian Kirk. Yeah, you got weapons there, but I think that's just going to open up DeAndre even more. DeAndre was able to dominate in Houston and with Will Fuller always hurt, not really much other weapons that Watson had out in Houston, and he still dominated with all that attention. Now you got to give respect to Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, even to Chase Edmonds out of the backfield maybe. I think DeAndre Hopkins is still going to get it. There may be a slight reduction in, in his targets, but... He's always averaged 149 targets per season. So he's it's always crazy. crazy. Chase that volume, baby. Chase that volume. Chase the volume. I don't th- I don't think you should be afraid at this point to be afraid of DeAndre Hopkins' volume dropping that much to drop him as a wide receiver seven or eight. So uh, that's who we have at, at number three. And number four, I, I hate to, to put him here. As a Denver Broncos fan, and I know you do too, Bryduck, as a Raiders fan, but Tyreek Hill, what a monster as well. Just only three drops in, in 2019. Yes, he was hurt. He missed four games last year. He typically averaged 16.2 points per game last year, and he really only averages 70 receptions a year. He's not like a 100-plus targets 
or 100 plus uh, receptions a year type of type of guy he only averages 103 targets per season which is much lower than the three people we just talked about but just that deep threat ability that he has and connection that he has for from Mahomes. I know you Niners fans over there are going to say you can't count out Tyree Kill on a 4th and 15 and and he'll burn you. So <laughs> I think you just gave a lot of our friends uh PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no. And, and I agree with, with Tyree kill. And, and, you know, that is one of those guys that I look at and I am, you know, sometimes weary of because of what you just noted, you know, there's not a, a ton of volume his way. He's kind of like a three to five catches for a hundred yards because, you know, he's catching it for 20, 25 yards, you know, every time he catches the ball. So he doesn't get a ton of reception. So your PPR value there kind of drops a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, yeah, with the missed games, the injury last year, you don't know if he ever came back and was fully right. Um, so with, with an entire off season to get his body right, um, you know, I expect big things out of Tyreek Hill and, you know, him and Mahomes, you know, that they're something special. They are something special to watch. It's it's pretty incredible what Kansas City has going on, and it's sad for, for us being in the AFC West because we're yeah. probably going to have to watch this for the next decade. Yeah. Um, pretty 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 wild. Rooting for that wild card slot for the Broncos for the next decade. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the next decade at least. <laughs> but, but moving on to number five, uh, number five and six. Number five, we had Devontae Adams. Had a, had a good season last year, had 127 targets, only played 11 games. He did have that that nagging injury that kind of kept him out for, uh, you know, five games out of last year. He finished with 83 receptions. He still was averaging 17.3 points per game when he was on the field. So, you know, if you had him on your squad when he was on your lineup, he, he was valuable. I think that, you know, obviously that connection with Aaron Rodgers is going to remain. I think that the, the, the only downfall with Devonte is, and we've touched on it on many episodes. I won't go too far into it. It's just the draft. They didn't really help out that offense. Yeah. Um, so it is really just the Devonte Adams show. So you start double teaming Devonte. It's kind of one of those, one of those situations where you're not really sure if he's going to be able to overcome the type of season he's probably headed into with a lot of double teams coming his way. So with Devonte Adams, I'm going to list him as our first buyer beware just because of the simple fact of, you know, he is that offense. That offense is going to run through him, Aaron Jones, and, and that's pretty much it. So yeah. Uh, that's that's their offensive weapons. So if you uh, go and draft Devontae Adams early, if he's sitting there, I do not knock you at all. But if you look at the next tier down in player, however you decide to rank them, uh, it may not be a bad idea to, to err on the side of caution there. So just keep that in mind. Um, number six, we have listed as Chris Godwin. Um, obviously, with the addition of Tom Brady, his value just skyrockets. Yeah. Um, you know, not to knock Jameis Winston, the guy threw for five thousand yards. He was 
he was definitely getting people the ball. It's just going to be more uh, methodical approach with Tom Brady yeah. and more deliberate. And with Chris, Chris Godwin, he's more, in my belief, the type of receiver that Tom Brady flourishes with. Yeah. He loves those shiftier, speedier guys. And I, that's why, you know, I think we, we uh, decided to rank Chris Godwin as high as we did and above a Mike Evans for that simple fact that he kind of brings a little bit more value with his athleticism and his body type. Um, I think it's going to be better utilized with Tom Brady. Where do you expect these, these top six that we just discussed? Where are you looking? Are these first two rounds? First, these are first two rounds. These are first two rounds. These are top 20 players going off the board for sure. It's, it's going to depend on the, the, you know, the situation within your own league. If, if you have a lot of, teams in your league that are more running back centric you might start seeing a lot of these guys end of first round beginning of second round is where you're going to see a lot of these guys start going so kind of that top 15 range is where i anticipate all of these guys being drafted agreed agreed and and jumping into in into number seven here for us uh is is amari cooper with dallas now yes you got to be afraid of the drops but even with eight drops, he he still had eight touchdowns, uh, 1,100 yards. He was averaging 15.5 points points a game. He's he's a frustrating one. I I've never had him on my fantasy team, but I know fantasy. I had him last year. He's just frustrating. To you bang your head every week with him. Yeah. yeah. You you want yeah, he. he- He's definitely the type of player that will put up 100 yards in the first half and in the second half get you zero. And you're like expecting a monster week because you're like, oh my God, Amari's already at 100 yards in the first half. And then comes out the second half, they don't even target him. It's like, what? Why is that with Amari Cooper? For the Raiders and the Cowboys, he only shows up in one half and he never shows up in the big game. If there is a big game situation, sit Amari Cooper. I promise you, the guy... He vanishes when it is a must-win game. Yeah, he's. I, I don't really consider him Mr. Clutch, but he he can definitely do it, and he's definitely. I I don't know if they're going to target him even more with that big contract. I know that scares you as a Raiders fan. Whenever someone signs that big contract, they kind of mm-hmm. disappear more. But after after he was traded, he was targeted eight times a game, and I don't know if Oakland. At that time, now Las Vegas Raiders, I just don't know if they targeted him or just specifically if Carr had a better relationship with, with his tight ends or, or what the case was. But Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper have seemed to, to kind of create a nice relationship. And with that three-headed monster that they have there with your Michael Gallup and now your CD Lamb and Blake Jarwin even at a, as a tight end, they got a lot of weapons over there that I think Amari yeah. Cooper is not going to have to worry about too many double coverage or double coverage all game, which can kind of open up and, again, chase the volume. He seems to get targeted quite a bit per game. Uh, number number eight is uh, is Mike Evans. Now, we, we briefly talked about talked about uh, Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady, and, and Mike Evans, again, he, he only played 13 games last year, so he missed two games, but, again, still ended up over 1,000. Still had eight eight touchdowns, and before that, he was averaging 17.9 points per game. Now, that is insane. I, yeah. They just, they throw the ball a lot. They're going to continue to throw the ball a lot, and even if 
Chris Godwin finishes better, Mike Evans is still going to get his. He's still going to eat. He's still going to to be able to. He scored 30 points three times last year, last season. So I anticipate having another big year. And just that Tampa Bay offense is looking really scary right now. And it is, it is. But the the one thing about Tampa Bay, and this isn't a knock on any of the players that we just discussed, is their depth. If you go look at their depth, they are slim pickings. So if you draft a Mike Evans and a Godwin goes down or vice versa, the value of those guys skyrockets because there is nobody behind them. Literally nobody. Um, I, I challenge you to even think to yourself right now who who is behind Chris Godwin in their depth chart because uh, you won't be able to guess. Who went to the Jets? Yeah, so they're you know like I like I just said they're slim pickings out there. So Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are gonna feast, and that's why they they made it into our top ten. When you have two wide receivers from the same team making it into the top ten, that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, they're they're gonna get a ton of targets because there's no one else. Exactly, exactly. Now uh, who we drop in here at at nine. Nine and ten. So at number nine, we've got Cooper Cup. Uh, and man, the beginning of last year, didn't he just look so impressive? Oh. I, I mean, he just kind of came out and just started taking the league by storm. Just really had a, a fantastic beginning of last season. Um, finished with 94 receptions, 1,161 yards. Uh, finished uh, second in the league for receiving touchdowns with 10 receiving touchdowns. And he only had five drops all season long. So with, you know, Brandon Cooks now leaving that roster, I believe that Cooper Cup's value goes up significantly, even more than it already had. And then you lose a Gurley. I mean, they're going to be a pass-heavy offense this year. I think Jared Goff is going to have to sling the ball around a ton this year. And I think that if you're a Cooper Cup fantasy owner, you're going to, you know, get, get a huge production out of him week in and week out. Um, and then at number 10, we had Kenny Galladay. Uh, Kenny Galladay finished uh, leading the league in receiving touchdowns with 11. Um, now, Marvin Jones did miss a few games. Uh, you had Matt Stafford out for the season. Uh, essentially, you know, I think I think Stafford only played about half half the year. And that so, makes this you know, even more impressive that – Exactly, because that's with your backup. This is with a backup quarterback and people that they're just kind of stringing in. Um, So with with Stafford obviously back now and Marvin Jones back and kind of relieving some of that pressure on just Galladay, um, I I anticipate him definitely having a top 10 finish. He finished last year ranked number nine. Um, So we're expecting big things and big production out of Kenny Galladay this season. Yeah, and just, again, Detroit likes to play behind and – and Matt Stafford's a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball a lot. So Kenny Galladay is going to see a lot of targets. Now, jumping into our, our 11 and 12 as, as we round out here. Now, we have Allen Robinson on with Chicago at, at 11 for us. Now, Chicago's a little confusing. I think if Chicago and, and Trash Bisky were a little bit more consistent, you might be able to see Allen Robinson a little higher because if it's if you're judging on athletic and actual ability, he's got the ability to to be higher up in our rankings and in the top ten, even just maybe outside the top five. But with just Chicago's offense just not doing very much and kind of inconsistent, it, he fell short of of falling in that top ten for us. 
Now, only Godwin and, and Cup finish ahead of him uh, of out of the wide receivers drafted outside the fifth round. So he was drafted outside the fifth round and ended up finishing seventh last year, which was pretty impressive considering, again, Trash Bisky and Chicago's offense. He averaged 20.1 points per game the last five weeks. He ended up finishing the last five weeks. He was wide receiver three at the end of it. So he, he definitely finished the, the season on a very strong note and definitely denoted himself as a very good favorite for Trash Bisky or even a Nick Foles, whoever takes over the reins uh, as, as that wide receiver one with Chicago. Uh, number 12 is, uh, is DJ Moore. You get rid of Cam Newton, no more Kyle Allen. Now you have Teddy Bridgewater. So... DJ Moore is definitely lucky here that they went out, they got a, a Teddy Bridgewater. He only had three drops last year. He has only been in the league for, for two years. So he's he's been a nice target, and he finished 12th last year with only four TDs. So I think they just, with Christian McCaffrey getting a lot of targets, a lot of touches within the red zone and on the goal line with 12 goal line touches or carries last year, it's going to take away some of those touchdowns. It, they're going to need to be longer touchdowns because when they're short, they're just going to feed the ball to Christian McCaffrey. So maybe that's kind of why he kind of finished 12th last year was just because his touchdowns, he only had four last year. But 1,000-yard receiver averages 15.4 points per game last year. I, I think with the addition with Teddy Bridgewater, I think that is an increase of their QB play they've had the last two years and I anticipate him him having another good year but still just short of that top 10 wide receiver yeah no I agree um and that rounds out our top 12 I think that's a, a fantastic top 12 just a note here kind of from about Cooper Cup uh at number nine through DJ Moore at number 12 you're probably looking close to end of second early third rounds on a lot of these guys um, that's where you're going to start seeing the the, the the end of that uh, top 12 kind of going um, depends on how big your leagues are of course if you're working 10 team leagues you're probably looking third early third round beginning of third round is where you're going to start seeing those guys names pop up yeah you're going to um, see a big a big wide receiver run here yeah, about about mid second to the fourth round, you start to see a lot of wide receivers going off the board because in most leagues you'll see that in the first two rounds a lot of people go after the running backs. Exactly. Um, so that's why you'll start you'll you'll kind of see that trend, and then you'll see just a huge rush of wide receiver names going off the board. Exactly. Um, so make sure you have your rankings set. Make sure that you kind of are, are prepared for that run, especially those first few rounds. They come fast, and those are some of the most important picks you'll make for your roster. Um, so you want to make sure you've got your notes for those those top 12 guys, and you're ready to pull the trigger if one of those names isn't the guy that you want. So, Absolutely. So um, just be prepared. And uh, that's just kind of a great segue to, to kind of have us pause so we can listen to, to our sponsored message here. AirCare Heating and Cooling is your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose and the surrounding communities. The summer season is upon us, and AirCare Heating and Cooling is here to make sure that your cooling system is in tip-top shape for those hot summer days. Call now to have maintenance performed to ensure that your air conditioner will outlast the upcoming summer season. Call 408-809-7350 to book your maintenance appointment now. 
or visit us at aircareheatandcool.com to book an appointment online. Air Care Heating and Cooling, where we care for your air. All right, now we're now we're jumping in like like Friday had said. Now you're you're gonna see a nice wide receiver run here. So a lot of these guys that that are coming in here in the 13, 13 to the to the twenty range, they they might be very similar. They might come close in points points wise, but it's just kind of all what we we think and what we put together as what we think ends up these rankings. So Bryduck going with uh with number 13. Who do we have at 13? Yeah, so uh number 13 we have Adam Thielen. Now the the concern here with Adam Thielen and I'll I'll go ahead and throw a, a our our sounder up for our next buyer beware with Adam Thielen. The man just cannot stay healthy. Yeah. So he only finished last year finishing with 10 games uh completed. He was averaging 11.4 points per game. Um, he only saw 30 receptions last year. Uh, so, you know, he, he only had two drops during during those 10 games that he played. So he was pretty reliable when he was in the game. Now, Stefan Diggs has left the building. You know, they go and draft a rookie wide receiver to offset that. But I think that Adam Thielen is still going to be your true number one wide receiver, wide receiver for the, the Vikings. Um, you know, obviously still has that rapport built with Kirk Cousins. I think that that is going to pay huge dividends with the offseason that we're seeing virtual and all this stuff. And teams not really getting to practice so having that connection and that rapport is going to be extremely important adam thielen is a good wide receiver one slash two you know you're you're probably going to be looking at him end of third early fourth round uh is where you're where you're going to be seeing adam thielen go off the board but just be cautious because of of his injury history and if Uh, he could stay healthy i mean he's he's a clear wide receiver one yeah super talented and then uh coming in at number 14 we have calvin ridley you know, Calvin Ridley offset over there with Julio Jones um, gets a little bit more opportunity because he's not the main guy. Uh, so which with that opportunity comes big volume. And for a uh, second uh, option wide receiver on a team, he still saw 93 targets last year. Yeah. Now, he only turned 63 of those targets into catches. So he only finished with 63 receptions, um, but he was averaging 15.2 points per game. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they got rid of Sanu there at the end of the season. So, you know, that's going to be bringing even more value to Ridley this year. They'll lean more heavily on him um, versus kind of having that two, three option with, with Sanu and Ridley that they had last year. So I anticipate him being an excellent wide receiver two option for your team. Um, I, I think that he'll have a, a big season. And then uh, number 15, we have Juju Smith-Schuster. So I had Juju for a couple games last year, and then Big Ben went down, and I said, hell no, sell the house. Um, get rid of Juju and get back whatever you can. So I think uh, that was a good option on my part. You know, he had a down year, obviously without Big Ben. You don't really know what to to think of Juju because the year prior he had an excellent season. So, you know, he, he had some injuries last year as well, some nagging injuries that, you know, made his production suffer. Um, he only finished 11 games last year, was only averaging 10.1 uh, points per game, but... I still anticipate a big year for him this year. He is the clear-cut number one receiver on that squad. Big Ben is coming back, and Big Ben likes to throw it around the yard. So I expect uh, Juju to have a big bounce-back year this season and expect big things out of Juju. Yeah, no, good good point. And, and number 16, we have uh, Robert Woods. 
uh, another again Frederick had already said that the the Rams here are gonna start passing the ball uh, a, a down year from from Robert he only had two touchdowns last year he typically averages six TDs per season uh, a down year but I think just everyone on the Rams period had had a down year offensively from from the years prior to to when they went to the Super Bowl and lost but he's he's got sure hands him, him and Coop, Cooper Cup they could catch the ball. They both have really good catch percentage. Robert Woods only had one drop out of 139 targets. He only had one drop last year. Now that's crazy. It's it's crazy. So he's got really really good hands. He typically averages around 134 targets per season. Now the Rams predicate their big play action team. They they need that good running back in that solid run game. To, to open that up and that that typically opens up Robert Woods again Robert Woods Cooper Cup uh, similar to kind of a Mike Ed Evans and a Chris Godwin if one of them goes down the value of the opposite can skyrocket and it's going to see the majority of the target so I we predict that Robert Woods just going to have another good season he's he's consistent as well uh, number 17 uh, Odell Beckham Jr. now this is this is one that he's obviously talented. Uh, I he can definitely do it. He's extremely athletic, tall, big wide receiver. He had 11 drops last year. He's a he's typically when he was with New York, he was a very high targeted wide wide receiver, but just didn't really seem to click in that offense and with Baker Mayfield last year as as his first year in Cleveland. He still had 133 targets, which is impressive considering yep. that he he had considered a down year and ended up finishing 29th but yeah second year and he in... still had a thousand yards he exactly. still had a thousand yards it's respectable exactly. i think the, the the knock on o, obj last year was he didn't finish where you drafted him yeah you know you drafted him as a top three to five wide receiver last year depending on how you individually ranked him and if you drafted him there you know you're looking late first early second round draft pick you you used on a guy that finished 29th overall yeah um so i think that's where a lot of people get hung up but he still had a thousand yards it's still a good season yeah um it's just not good in in terms of where you probably drafted him yeah i think a lot of people just kind of had him overrated and they just kind of saw Jarvis landry have a a similar season stat wise with with obj and ended up obviously compared to where you drafted obj to when you drafted jarvis landry you're extremely happy with jarvis landry but yeah extremely pissed with obj so yeah uh, absolutely i think but with the second year in that offense and uh adding an austin hooper just another solid weapon out there with kareem hunt playing a full season with cleveland mm. they got the weapons they definitely have the talent Let's see if OBJ can can get back to his true form. And uh, number eighteen, uh, my boy uh, Cortland Sutton uh, from from Denver. Now he he finished eighteenth last year. We see him out here. He, he only had three drops, and I I was pretty stacked with wide receivers last year. I had Julio Jones and Devontae Adams, and I remember telling telling my buddy in our in our league he was bashing his head, didn't really have a wide receiver. He had Adam, Adam Thielen will go down. I, I told him, hey, pick up, pick up Cortland Sutton. Pick up Cortland Sutton. You'll be happy. He ended up obviously doing quite quite well, uh, and especially with Drew Locke. Uh, now, the, the issue with Denver last year with him is he was the guy. 
They, they used didn't, it. That was it. They didn't have anyone else. So now with Jerry Judy, Noah Fant in a, in a second season, Pat Shermer as, as an offensive coordinator, better than the offensive coordinator they had last year, uh, I, I think Cortland Sutton's going to get a little less attention. I think Jerry Judy is going to have to get some – they're going to have to pay some respect to Jerry Judy. And I, I think he'll have a, another good year. And, again, he finished with 14.2 points per game. So uh, not yeah. too shabby for someone that was the sole focus of that Denver Broncos pass game. So uh, yeah. why we have him at 18 and think he'll have a good year. Yeah, and I think you'll get huge value out of Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Because you're probably going to see him around the fifth round going as, where, as early as you'll probably start seeing him go. And, yeah, I, I actually think that he could have a monster year this year. Yeah. Um, with everything that you just alluded to, um, all of those things working in his favor, another year with Locke, I think he's going to have a big season. Uh, moving into number 19, we have A.J. Brown, uh, who had just a, a really good end of the season last year uh good finished a good rookie campaign with eight touchdowns he had a thousand fifty one yards now the crazy stat i'm gonna drop on you here is his yards per catch was sitting at 20.2 yards wow i mean that's that's pretty that's a pretty crazy average catch that's insane. um so, I mean, when this guy was was catching the ball, you're getting big points, especially in a PPR league. I mean, with those averages, that's three three points every time he catches the ball. Yeah. Uh, 20 yards for the cat, or 20 yards for the, uh, or two points for the 20 yards and one point for the catch. I mean, you're looking at three points every time this guy gets the ball. Yeah. So that's, that's huge production. He only had two drops, so super reliable. Um, you know, was ranked last year as wide receiver, wide receiver 62 and finished wide receiver 23. So just a, a great a rookie nice season. Yeah. A nice steal for a lot of folks. You know, I think that he's going to have even more of a impact on that offense this year. Um, you know, obviously with bringing Ryan Tannehill back and having that rapport, I think that's just going to it's going to pay a uh, huge production value for A.J. Brown. I think uh, he's going to have over over 100 targets this year. He finished with eight oh, last year. Easily. I think he's going to he's that clear number one. He's going to easily slide over that 100 target range. Yeah, easily. He'll definitely get the volume this year over 100 for sure. Uh, moving to number 20, we've got Devontae Parker, uh, who finished with just an incredible last five weeks of last season. Um, he was averaging 20 points per game, which finished him top five over the last five weeks of the season. He finished fourth overall over the last five weeks. So he had a uh, kind of a slow start, but ended up finishing with 128 targets, 72 receptions, 1202 yards um, was averaging 15 points per game when you had him on your when you had him on your lineup um, which is you know great value you know so some of these guys that you're you're hearing right now are probably going to be seeing around the fifth sixth round range um, so these are good wide receiver two slash flex options is where you're getting um, so these are if, if you get one of these guys on your roster you're going to be stoked to have them as your second third option yeah especially if you have them as your third option i mean that's just you'll be you'll be very excited about that last uh, um, last three were just great value picks yeah absolutely and then uh moving to number 21 marvin jones had, had an injury last year finished with uh, only 13 games played 
Uh, but he was still averaging 14.9 points per game when he was in the lineup. Um, he had six drops, so he was pretty reliable. Tied for third overall in the NFL with touchdowns with nine. Um, but, you know, it's just the unreliability with his health. He's missed 10 games over the past two years. And that's something that you have to account for when you're drafting a guy. Yeah. Um, you know, do I want to waste a pick on a guy that I might only see 10 games out of? You know, if he's your third option, you can roll the dice, sure. But, you know, sometimes even here, those picks are valuable and there's, you know, they could be better utilized somewhere else. So that's just something to keep in mind with Marvin Jones. But uh, when he is in the lineup, he's putting up 15 points per game. It's it's good, good production, good value. And we got him ranked here at 21. Yeah, no, perfect. Perfect. And uh, going into going into number 22, uh, we have Jarvis Landry. I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan of Jarvis Landry. He's just another consistent player. 138 targets and only one drop last last year. So he's he's just a Mr. Consistent. He's never had a season with less than 110 targets, even from his rookie year. So yeah. he's just always going to he's going to have that volume. He averages 142 targets per season, which is incredible he's never missed now now knock on wood here obviously but he's never missed a game in regular season now a couple of the players that we we've talked about have had some injury issues and I, I just i always think jarvis landry is just one of those underrated players that super underrated and just so underrated it's it's almost disgusting how underrated jarvis landry is yeah yeah and he seemed to he very seemed to talented click towards the end of the season with baker mayfield he ended up scoring six of his touchdowns, or all of his touchdowns, all six, came from week nine to week 15. So uh, he, he definitely finished quite well, averaged uh, 14.7 points uh, per game. He's had 400 receptions in the last four years, which is third in the NFL. So uh, all these reasons just, again, point to him being an underrated player. And if you think about getting him as your wide receiver maybe flex flex more like a flex at this point at wide receiver 22 you're talking about a an extremely great player that you're going to be extremely happy with and again if if obj goes down for whatever reason his value even skyrockets even more so uh, i i love talking about Jarvis landry i think he's a great character player in that locker room as well uh but moving on going to 23 uh is dj clark now Zero drops last year with 118 targets. Breakout season, he averaged 21.1 fantasy points the first five weeks. Now, fell off because he only had, he only hit 20 fantasy points once after the week six. But I just think, again, just whatever the hell is going on in Jacksonville, uh, I think just it scares me. Uh, he finished with at wide receiver 16 last year. I think he'd probably be around that range on our list if all the shit wasn't going down in Jacksonville. So Yeah, and he kind of took the league by storm with the whole Minshew mania to DJ Shark. Um, I think that, you know, he ha had a stellar breakout season. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, I, I didn't even know who the guy was at the start of last year, yeah, to right? be completely honest. Like, I was like, yeah, I mean... He's, but then preseason hit and he started getting some, he started getting some highlights and you're like, oh, this kid, he's 
kind of talented, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just took off. He had a great start of last season, kind of dropped off there at the very end. The, the Jaguars went a little flat and Minshew mania died. And uh, so, so did all the production from DJ shark, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think if, if you're getting him as your wide receiver three slash flex, you know, getting into that range here, um, another guy you'd be super thrilled to have on your roster. Yeah, no. And, and even as a, as a bench person, if you can have him, even if you have him on your bench and being able to put him in as a kind of a plug and play for a particular matchup, he, he could go off and number yeah, and, and, and a lot of these guys sorry to interrupt but a lot of these guys you might start seeing you know drop even lower in the draft depending on who you're playing with and where they value like say tight ends and quarterbacks because you're going to get a sprinkle mix of a few tight ends in here um early rounds and a, and a couple guys who are going to be overzealous and jump for a couple quarterbacks early so a couple of these guys might dip even lower than you expect and you know you might get a, a huge value back uh, having these guys on your roster. Yeah, yeah, and the last couple of people that we we spoke about with with an AG Brown, a, a Devonte Parker, a Cortland Sutton, and a DJ Shark, all these were very very late round wide receivers last year that just went completely off. So whoever had these guys last year were extremely happy and you're going to find those type of wide receivers every single yep. year. You're going to be able to get someone late and you're going to be very surprised. Uh, and then jumping into uh, our 24th, uh, Stefan Diggs, out of Minnesota, whatever him and Kirk cousins never really clicked. He had six drops uh, and only one red zone reception in 2019 with all the talent that Stefan Diggs had, there was something behind behind the scenes that we weren't seeing or weren't pervy to, but Stefan Diggs and Kirk Cousins just could never be on the same page. He's he's never had two years with, or excuse me, he's only had two years with 100-plus targets, uh, and he's never had double-digit TDs, which just for, again, with the talent, just I think he was underutilized in, in Minnesota. I think going to Buffalo is going to benefit him. And now that with Josh Allen, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. Me too. The kid has a huge arm. Huge arm. Huge arm. And I, I honestly think Stefan Diggs can, can definitely increase his game and increase his play with, with having a guy like Josh Allen. And same thing with Josh Allen. Now you're going to be able to go to that next level with a guy like Stefan Diggs. So if they can be on the same page, even with all this Corona stuff, I think they're going to end up having a great season together. And that's why he finished 20th in 2019. But I, I think he just finishes slightly outside of that at, at 24 could could possibly be higher. Yeah. And, and moving into number 25 in these next three, 25, 26, 27, I just want to make a, a note that all three of these guys, you might be shocked they're this low on the list. Um, a couple of variables that'll bring us to that and we'll explain that. But um, starting off at number 25 is Keenan Allen. So, you know, 25 Keenan Allen, when he finished last year ranked number eight, yeah. is a huge drop. Um, but the problem is, is the guy that was throwing him the ball is now over on the Indianapolis Colts and they're bringing in Tyrod Taylor. And like we keep saying, guys, with the offseason we've had, these guys just aren't getting the reps and they're not seeing that same type of, you know, 
uh, rapport being built virtually that you would in person. So it, it's it's just simple. And, you know, when we go to the rankings this year, a lot of that played factor for, for our decisions because you've got to have that rapport this year. If you don't, you're playing with a guy you've never played with before. It's almost like pickup football, you know, like you're just going to show up week one and play. Like it's, it's going to be very interesting. So with a Keenan Allen, you know, he had 149 targets last year, over 100 receptions at 104, uh, was putting up 15.9 points, extremely reliable with only four drops last season. Uh, but Keenan Allen at number 25, I anticipate that if you can get him here, you are getting a major steal. Um, you know, we just had to value of some people a little bit higher just based off of those you know those hurdles that he's gonna have to get over yeah um, moving to number 26 you have tyler lockett another guy that is the clear-cut number one over there but now he's kind of battling for receptions with with dk and you know that's that's you know kind of digging into a little bit of his target share but he still still saw saw over 100 targets last year with 110 um put over a thousand yards receiving up uh was averaging 14.5 points per game uh, only two uh, two drops all of last season is, is just amazing. Little bit of a drop off there at the end with the emergence of DK, but I, I certainly anticipate uh, Tyler Lockett being still the number one option out there. Russell Wilson is still going to be getting him the ball, um, so I, I think Tyler Lockett's still going to have a, a great season. And then uh, rounding off here, uh, number 27, we have T.Y. Hilton. Now this is a guy that I think could potentially – finish top 15. I think TY has a big potential here with Philip Rivers coming over. They have one of the best offensive lines in the entire football league. Um, they've now got a bolstered running back game. So that'll help kind of relieve some of that pressure off the receivers. Um, and, and I anticipate TY having a big, big season. Um, he only played nine games last year, uh, had a little bit of an injury concern, but still, even with only playing nine games, he finished with 501 yards receiving, putting up 12.8 points per game. Um, so still decent production, you know, in your, in probably your flex spot is where you'd be having your T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, going into to number 28 here, just another one that has just kind of had some injury issues. Uh, AJ Green, uh, missed, missed all of last year. He's only played nine games the past two years, which is definitely a red flag, definitely scary. But, I mean, in, in 2018, only playing nine games, he still had 77 targets. He still had six touchdowns. And he was averaging 16.6 points per game in 2018 in nine games. So he definitely, again, has the ability. He's typically a, about 128 average uh, target per season type of guy in nine years and comes out to about seven receptions per, per game so he's definitely sees some nice volume but again just I, I think we would have might might have had him a little higher if it wasn't for the injuries he's also got a rookie quarterback who knows what they can do and the connection and the relationship that they can build and the connection and relationship between wide receiver and quarterback is is massive if if you can't get it, it's going to turn into a slow start and just be a terrible fantasy season for, for some players. And with Joe Burrow, I don't know how much he's seeing A.J. Green or how much A.J. Green is staying in shape and running routes. But if he was a healthier person, I, I think he would have been ranked higher. But 
he he has to take that drop just because of rookie quarterback and just injury concerns. Uh, number twenty nine, another one that just has has seen some injuries the last couple of years. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Now, obviously, we've talked about the trade before, but now Brandon Cooks is now coming in as the guy, the guy for the for guy. Houston. So yeah. uh, it, it's going to be a, a nice test to be able to see at least when he was with the Rams, he was able to have Cooper Cup. He also had Robert Woods. So there was a lot of talent around him. So I, that's kind of just why I have him or why, excuse me, why we have him down here is just because there's not a lot of talent out in Houston. Now uh, Watson has Cooks. Well, Fuller's always hurt. Uh, they have J- David Johnson, who's struggled with some injuries and don't know if he's can return to what he's had. So uh, definitely another one that is just, uh, if, if Brandon Cooks could stay healthy and, and ball out like he's had in the past, this guy's going to be a nice guy to, to end up having and could be a good trade value. Also a nice person to have on the bench that could end up screaming up the rankings week week and week out because the talent's there it's just can can he do it and can he stay on the field yeah and he'll see a ton of volume ton he's of gonna volume. see a lot of volume this year so brandon cooks has potential to to break out this year if he can stay healthy and if you think about it like deandre deandre hopkins was receiving i said earlier 140 targets a, a season those targets got to go somewhere so yeah. Uh, with Brandon Cooks coming in, he, he's going to see that see that volume, and it's going to increase because he typically gets a, 103 targets per season. So uh, that's going to skyrocket. Those that's going to be in the in the 120s, uh, could be in the 130s, could even see 140. So the volume's going to be there. We've always said chase the volume. So we'll just see if he can stay healthy and, and be able to do it. And then uh, number 30, uh, I know, and this is a, a crazy one. Huge drop off. Huge drop off. Uh, Julian Edelman just finished wide receiver number five last year, but now you're taking away that connection that he had with Tom Brady, and it's gone. Now, Cam Newton, who knows if he's fully healthy and if he can put it together, but Julian Edelman, MVP of that Super Bowl against the Rams, I mean, without Julian Edelman, they the Patriots don't move the ball in that Super Bowl. Uh, the San Mateo kid, he went to Hillsdale High School, and then San Mateo City College. So he's a local boy out here to the Bay Area. He had uh, eight drops last last year, but 15 red zone receptions. So, which finished fifth, which is quite a bit. 153 overall targets, which ended up fourth. But I just, I don't know what Cam Newton's going to be able to do and if he's going to be able to see that same volume or if they're going to go more run. Just too many question marks for us to, to rank him higher. Going into yeah. to 31, who do we got, Bri? Yeah, moving into number 31, we've got Michael Gallup. So this is a guy who kind of, you know, broke out last year and, and really, I think, maybe shocked a lot of people. Um, I don't think a lot of people anticipated him having the, the kind of season he did, finishing with 1,100 yards and only 13 games played. I mean, that's pretty impressive if you if you look at it. You add another three games to that, he's looking, you know, hovering around the 14, 1,500 yards receiving range. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a season. Yeah, um, he was averaging 13 point 13.8 points per game last year when he was on your lineup, um, which is great value for someone who's probably sitting in your flex spot. 
you know, or, or maybe even your wide receiver too, depending on how deep your leagues go. Uh, so th this is a guy that if you get him late in into the draft and you go heavy on, say, your running backs early, and then maybe you address some other positions first, you could scoop him up later on in the draft and you'll get great production out of him. You know, now with them bringing over CD Lamb, does that eat into some of that? We'll see. And that's kind of what uh, makes us drop him down, even having that high of a ceiling, uh, because now they bring in Lamb and that just, you know, obviously catchers can't, everybody can't have 100 receptions. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of the way it shakes out. Uh, moving into number 32, we have Marquise Hollywood Brown, who had had a good 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 little year last year. Uh, only had four drops, was averaging 11 points per game last year. I think obviously with that continuity and and coming back with Lamar Jackson having the year that he had last year, I think Lamar Jackson continues to build off the crazy season he had last year and the success he had. Um, and I think Marquise Brown is gonna you know be able to put a big production because of it. Um, so I anticipate Marquise Brown having a, having a good season. And then number 33, we have DK Metcalf. Kind of touched on it a little bit when we were discussing Tyler Lockett. But, man, just had a really good rookie campaign. Uh, finished with 900 yards. Now, a crazy stat here is that that yardage could have been a heck of a lot higher. When you look at the fact that DK Metcalf last year was targeted 100 times and only caught 58 passes. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird stat. You're looking at almost 50% of the time you threw the ball his way. It was just, you know, completely uncatchable or, you know, he didn't catch it. So yeah. um, he only had eight drops, so you can't account for too much of that. Uh, but if you turn a lot of those targets into catchable balls and into receptions, I anticipate DK Metcalf can finish, you know, upwards of 1,200 1200 yards plus next or this season coming up so um i think dk metcalf could have a hell of a year yeah no definitely agreed and that that seattle offense if it keeps going and with russell wilson i, I think they'll be all right uh yeah. number 34 uh rounding out our, our 36 here uh number 34 uh got jamison crowder just uh, a a nice one again he, he finished wide receiver 32 last year i i think without robbie anderson being in there it's it's not going to be at, as crowded now you bring in Brashad Perriman so we'll, we'll see how that pans out but all, all of his TDs which was six TDs came from week nine to, to 15 I, I think only two years where he's actually targeted over 100 times he had 122 targets this last year so I, I think he'll he'll end up in that range it just depends on what the Jets offense can do uh, Sam Darnold when he's healthy he can he can definitely throw the ball. He's got a good arm, got a cannon actually, but we'll see. But I I, I definitely think Jameson Crowder is going to stay that number one target for Sam Darnold, and he can improve on what he did last year. But just with a talented set of wide receivers above him, uh, we kind of have him at 34 and can't really move him higher. Uh, number 35, Scary Terry uh, with with the Washington, uh, six drops last year. He, he led the team in targets, uh, and the Knicks had 35 less targets than he did, and it was from a running back. The next wide receiver had 57 less targets than, than Scary Terry. He, he only missed one game. Uh, the, the problem is just who's, who's going to be the quarterback for Washington? It, they don't really have a defined quarterback again coming in. I, I don't know if Haskins is, 
or Hoskins, whatever, is going to be able to, to be the man or if it's going to be Kyle Allen. Now with Ron Rivera bringing, bringing Kyle Allen over, if Kyle Allen is there, you you could see his value go up a little bit more because I like Kyle Allen as a quarterback. But uh, he, he definitely can, can do it. He, he led the team with eight red zone receptions, seven TDs, uh, which was third among among rookies. Next on the team had, had four. So he's definitely that targeted guy, 919 yards last year. But it just kind of depends on, on who they got at quarterback and, and what they can produce during this this whole COVID and virtual reality, if he's going to be able to, to do what he did last year. And then uh, number 36, I know this is going to piss off some of our Niner buddies, but uh, just Debo Samuel at 36. Uh, originally, we, we had him higher, but... Uh, yeah, we had him much higher. And had he not gotten injured, he would have been much higher. Yeah, he, he would have been much higher. Agreed. I, I think he's actually fallen lower on, on other people's lists uh, just because it's just that injury could keep him out quite a bit who knows he is just a key part Kyle Shanahan has made him a big part of their offense whether it's running that end around or giving him design plays each week and out uh, Debo Samuel is a big part of that SF pass game and that offense for Kyle Shanahan so once he is back you can see if he could stay healthy you could see a nice volume of whether it's a design run or a pass play to get him the ball, which can generate you more points. So I think Debo Samuel, once he gets back, it's a nice person to have on have on your bench, have all these other people ahead of him. And once he comes back, you can you can scream up your rankings by by having someone like that on your bench coming back. Yeah, and then and, and just to touch on that with Debo Samuel, obviously we had him ranked higher before the injury. Um, with a Jones fracture, I mean, the heel time on something like that, you're looking at it like a three month heel time, 12 weeks. So best case scenario, he gets injured end of June. So you're looking maybe end of September, early October, best case scenario. I mean, at that point you've missed a quarter of the season with him. So, you know, you, you just realistically, you can't value him higher than that. Uh, because I'm not drafting a guy that I know right off the bat for sure is going to miss a quarter of the season and then who knows you know it could bleed into more games or oh we're gonna you know wait wait them out until playoffs you know and we'll we'll wait them out to play you don't know what's going to happen with them they might play it safe they might play it cautious so with those types of injuries you know we've seen it with aj green we've seen it with cam newton i think those were liz frank fractures it's a little bit different but um still fracture in your foot that as a wide receiver when you're planting in your whole your whole game is to plant and run and be speedy and shifty. Um, if you've got an injury in your foot, it kind of prohibits you from doing that. So, um, yeah. you know, it makes it makes it tough to rank him any higher than 36. Just a, another good t- content episode with, with our top 36. We'll be dropping those as well. But before we before we discuss our two, two buyer bewares, uh, remind those real quick before we go into our honorable mentions. Who do we have, Brad? As our buyer bewares, we listed off Devontae we, Adams. We had Devontae Adams as our number one uh, buyer beware. So definitely, uh, as we already stated, you know there wasn't a lot that the Packers did to help them out. Um, so something that you should just be aware of there. Uh, and then also as our number two buyer beware, we listed uh, Adam Thielen yeah. as someone who just cannot seem to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, just a, a couple of guys that you know there, there's some red flags that you should be aware 
aware of and depending on when you know the the draft board comes around to you to make your selection if that's your top guy on the board you might want to look at the next guy as your you know best option just just off of those red flags yeah and our our two honorable mentions why don't you drop uh drop the first one for us so our two honorable mentions, I'll list off our first one as being Sterling Shepard. Um, now here's a guy that after only playing nine games last year, had 576 yards receiving. You know, he had 83 targets in nine games. You add seven more games to that, you know, he's going to have a hell of a season. He sees a, a ton of targets. Uh, 73 of, uh, or no, 83 targets is not something to just balk your head at. Yeah. You know, if he, if he puts a full season together, you're looking upwards of 130, 140 uh, targets a year. And if he stays on pace with that and, you know, with a 14.8 points per game average, I mean, that's hell, that's better than a lot of guys we had listed ahead of him. Yeah. So if he can stay healthy, uh, Sterling Shepard could be a major steal for some rosters. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And he's kind of slid into that number one spot and that that night's favorite for Daniel Jones after OBJ left. Yep. And, and our second honorable mention, and, and I can't believe he's just another underrated player in my eyes, is uh, Emmanuel Sanders. A lot of people may may have him at, at wide receiver 45 is, I think, the average position. I think that's, that's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I think he, that means if he's ranked that low, that means you can get him in a, in a later round. But you're going to a Drew Brees offense. Drew Brees can, whatever wide receiver plays on that team, is going to put up some points. He's going to see some volume. They throw the ball quite a bit. Uh, he only had three drops uh, uh, last year, and that was before he uh, before he got traded. So he, he definitely he is there. He's got the talent. He's got a nice, big-bodied wide receiver with Michael Thomas. When, he, when Emmanuel Sanders was very successful with the Broncos and had some great seasons, he had Demarius as well, Demarius Thomas. And because of that big, wide-bodied wide receiver that's going to take a little bit more attention away from Emmanuel Sanders, he's a really good wide receiver for an NFL team and, and a nice flex guy to have or a guy on the bench who can end up being a nice sleeper and a steal in this draft, I think a lot of people will be very happy with the type of production that he's going to be able to put up and the value of a wide receiver that he's going to be for someone to be able to pick him in a very late round. Yep, agreed. I think I think Sanders is going to bring a lot of value to that offense, um, and he's going to see a lot of opportunity um, with the guy opposite of him getting a lot of double teams. So I think Sanders is a, is a great honorable mention to, to finish off our list here. And man, what an episode. What, a, what another great episode. Ton of content, ton of great, uh, you know, picks there. Uh, I think that if you follow our advice and you go running back heavy to, to start off and you see a lot of these guys, especially in our top 27 uh, wide receivers here, if you can get any of those guys to pair with a couple stellar running backs right off the first and second round, you're going to be extremely happy with the way that your roster shapes out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I finished my six pack over here, Bryce. So why don't you hit him with those closing remarks? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you're over on social media, on Instagram and YouTube, you can follow us at Fantasy FB or at Fantasy Football BS, and then on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Go and follow us on social media. We're going to be dropping all these ranking charts, like we like we told you guys. So as these episodes drop, we'll we'll drop our ranking sheet, so that way you guys can start compiling this information for for your drafts that are coming up here in, in the next probably couple weeks in most leagues. And with no preseason, I mean, I guess you can have your draft whenever you want this year uh and then uh if you're over on 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 our podcast you can follow follow us on any major podcast platform spotify itunes google Podcasts, acast podbean anywhere that you listen to your podcast platforms you can find us at fantasy football bs um so please go follow us um subscribe to us like our like our uh, our channel and uh give us a big thumbs up if you want to be notified every time that you know we drop new content Definitely still want to thank uh, uh, our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at aircareheatandcool.com. Uh, pay, pay attention to our next episode that will be dropping next Monday. That will be our uh, 2020 tight end positional rankings. Uh, we have a special guest coming on for that episode. Our boy, Logan Foose, who uh, a lot of our friends and family all know. Um, he's going to bring a wealth of knowledge to the tight end game uh, as he played in, in high school and college and kind of will bring a, a, a new light to what tight ends mean to at least him and his heart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm gonna need a, a heavier beer for that one because I, I already know he's gonna bring some bullshit. So Oh, you already know it. I already know it. Well everyone, thanks again for, for tuning in. We can't wait to see you next time. Alright guys, peace out. I'm doing all I can at best. I gotta spit it to I am no less than whatever you expected. I bless it every second.